Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guest on the Goodyear Hotline coming up today. We've got major motion pictures, power rankings, Derek Jeter slander, and Christmas decorations. All that and more on the menu. The guys are here. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, and the only place to start, as always, is with the crew sticking around after Get Up because Dominique Foxworth and Jeff Saturday are just that good a pair of guys. And they're here with the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Thanks, as always, fellas. And and a lot of really interesting stuff to get into here. But let's just let's go as big picture as we can to start because there's been a lot of conversation. We did a lot of it on Get Up today. Just very simply, at this juncture, who's the best team? And, and the ESPN.com power rankings came out and said the Green Bay Packers are right now the best team in the National Football League. Jeff Saturday, do you think they are? I agree. Listen, and, and, and I don't always agree with these rankings, but this one is real. When you think about the Green Bay Packers, you always think about the defense being a liability. But the reality is six of ten games they've held opponents to under 20 points. That is a fantastic stat. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers is going to score 20 a lot. So when you think about the, the, the complimentary football and style they're playing, and by the way, that's without Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, two of their best players on defense that hopefully will come back. David Bakhtiari, their star left tackle, who was coming back. So this team is hitting stride uh, at the at the most important time. When you look at this football team, and they are balanced, and they're playing good football. Yeah, it's hard to argue with any points that you made. I think I would add on to what makes the Packers special is uh, that they found a few different ways to win. Yes. Remember when they had their receivers out? They just screened uh, the Cardinals to death. Who the Cardinals, I thought, was the best team in football at the time. They screened them, and they ran the ball. A.J. Dillon is special. We were critical of drafting somebody in the second round of running back that high it seemed like they were right about that yes and that worked out and they managed to stay in the game against the Chiefs when they had Jordan Love playing quarterback because the way that defense is playing so it's hard to argue against that but I'm going to because I like the Cowboys one of my oh, you, oh, you the, the Cowboys yeah I, I mean I like Sorry, the Cowboys you, you threw a curveball at me there <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I mean I'm, to agree. I'm a media professional yeah. I was just I was setting it up giving you all the insight and then you, twist it you hit me with the hezzy there yeah just yeah. the hezzy I, I, I see I, you greedy yeah. him 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 <laughs> so yeah I, I think the the Cowboys really showed us all something in the way that they when they played without Dak and they were able to do a similar thing against, granted, a lesser opponent in the Vikings, but a similar thing as the Packers is they were able to win without their star quarterback. The Packers lost, but they kept it close. Then they had a letdown week, which everyone has had so far this season. There is no perfect team in this league, particularly not this year. And then they come back after that, and they dominate a decent Cardinal. I mean, excuse me, a decent Falcons, Falcons team. That was so impressive to me. The way that their defense is playing has been outstanding. And Micah Parsons gets better every week. He's going to be no a defensive player of the year at some point. Like he's that type of good. Hey, he's certainly the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. We would assume at this point, and that brings us to the offensive rookie of the year because I am watching. I, I don't know about you guys, when I when I watch a horror movie. I always watch with like some part of my body blocking my eyes so that I can very easily cover it. Like I, my hands just close enough that if something really scary happens, that's the way I'm watching the Patriots. Let me show you my shock face. That, that, that's, the way, that's the way I'm watching the Patriots yeah. right now because right. Th- this is a, a movie I've seen before and it tormented me for 20 years <clears throat> and it's starting all over again. I'm watching this kid, Mac Jones, Dominique, right. and... This is everything I don't want to have happen. This is the best coaching staff in the league developing a quarterback who has a skill set that might not translate everywhere, but will be perfect for what they want to do. 
I have this terrible feeling that we are about to see history repeat itself in Foxborough. It feels like it. And if this is a horror movie and they and the Packers, excuse me, and the Patriots are Jason, then the Jets are the girl who decides to hide behind the chainsaws. <laughs> so like oh, yes. they they are the reason why yes. why the last the last twenty years have been uh, bad for you more than it is the Patriots. But you're right. And I think that what we talk about Right now, as you want to talk about redrafting, would Mac Jones be higher if we redrafted? Maybe so, but I also think he's special. But I also think that this situation, we talk about this so often. If you look at the best quarterbacks in the league, they all came into good situations. And they were eased into um, their responsibilities. Like you think about Russell Wilson. They didn't ask a lot of him early on. Dak Prescott, Prescott, they didn't ask a lot of him early on. Aaron Rodgers got to sit out for a little while Patrick Mahomes same thing came in a great situation set out for a little while that's and Tom Brady they didn't ask a lot of them early on that's what's happening with Mac Jones is they are supporting him and they're not asking a whole lot of them but I will say this last game he has some throws Mm -hmm. like there were some elite some Justin Herbert level throws like the type of throws that we get excited about when other people make he hasn't done it much this year but they asked him to do it and now we know he can which I think is really scary. Yeah, you know, we, we always we always like in football, and we talk about Bill Belichick playing chess when other people are playing, playing checkers. Well, this is everybody's trying to play chess, and he's punching you in the face. <laughs> and, and let me explain why that is. Because everybody's going to this brand of football that lacks physicality, right? They want to spread everything out. They want to do it these different ways. The Patriots saying, nah, man, we're going to line up with two tight ends that we just went and paid money to and a fullback, and we're going to hit you in the face, and we're going to bludgeon you, and then we're going to let our quarterback play situational football that we know we can coach him up so well that he's going to find the weakness and he's going to exploit it. And that's literally how it's played out. It started out, he had some bumpy games early in the season, but you're seeing his progression. And I would say if there's, if there's anything that, that differentiates he from other quarterbacks in our game right now, situationally, he's had it to Alabama mm-hmm. and he's having it now in New England. Don't beat yourself. And man, if there is a if there is a statement that Bill Belichick will say a million, don't beat yourself, man. Go do the and, and they do not, and that is because of Mac Jones. So you can give it credit everywhere else, but they're playing physical on both sides of the ball, and man, Mac Jones fits like a glove in this organization. Yeah, and, and um, so if we were to redraft them, though, because yes, yeah. and, and Dominic, you and I have had this conversation a million times. Far more young quarterbacks in the NFL are ruined than developed. Absolutely. Uh, case in point. The New York Jets. I mean, look what they're doing to this kid. So, so, but if, if, if forgetting everything else, just in a vacuum, if they were, if last year's draft was happening right this minute, we have all of the information we have right this minute. Okay. In what order would the five guys go? They went, just to remind everyone, it went Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. In so, what order would they go now? Um, I know this is Greeny's show, and it's called Greeny, but I'm going to ask the questions. Go ahead. What if another quarterback went to the Patriots? I think that's the question. Do you think that Trevor Lawrence would be doing what Mac Jones is doing? Do you think that Justin Fields would be doing what they're doing? Because I think that's the question. We could say, based on performance, Mac Jones is the best rookie, which we would say, well, all right, so then he should be the first pick. Send him down to Jacksonville. See what happens to Mac Jones. Right. I think the question is, if you send Trevor Lawrence, let's say somehow through some crazy stroke of luck, Trevor Lawrence ended up 
or I guess it's not luck for most of us, Trevor Lawrence ended up with the Patriots. You think Trevor Lawrence isn't doing what Mac Jones is doing right now? He probably is, right? Yeah, Yeah, same thing, Justin Fields. So it's just about the circumstance. I think it's it's not fun, but I think that's what it always comes down to for quarterbacks is the circumstance. Not the only thing, but that's a We just had this conversation on Get Up. The the reality, coaching matters. Like what they ask him to do. In this sport sport more than any other, Absolutely. And and you think, listen, we, we talked about this with the Cleveland Browns. Everybody's like, oh, man. Man, you have a great offensive line, great running game. You should have a great defense. Your defense is not playing well, but we're going to blame the quarterback. We're going to ask him to do something he's not capable of doing. Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels have not thrown Matt Jones on the field and said, go win us a game. Right. They have not, and they won't do it. Man, this season they won't do it because they understand the progression of a quarterback. We have so many teams that go out there and be like, hey, man, I'm going to force him into my system. We're going to do this, and they don't bring him along. That's why I believe in playing quarterbacks early. Early so that you can teach them, but it, it requires discipline from a coaching staff, right. and that's what Belichick and McDaniels have that a lot of other organizations do not. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. You mentioned the situation in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was the first pick in the draft. He won the Heisman Trophy. He had a million commercials before it all began, and now here he is, you know, finishing, he's, he's playing halfway through his fourth season. Yeah. Is there any reason to think he's going to get better than this? Which, which, which I guess what I mean is, right. by this point, Dominique, are we seeing everything we're going to see yeah. from Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I think we know what Baker is. And we know that Baker, like, highest in Baker could be Kurt Cousins. Which isn't terrible. Yeah. Which is, which is yeah. like, that's, you could, I believe, I know that some would disagree, is if things go well, you could win a Super Bowl in an off season, in an off year with Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield. He's not going to be the guy that makes you a, a perennial contender. That's Baker's not that guy. So I understand if you want to move on for Baker, that's fine. But then the hard question comes. Who are you going to put in there? Yeah. And like the, no one knows better than the Browns how difficult it is to find even a mediocre quarterback. That's right. They have one now who's very injured, and I'm not sure that, uh, that I would advise them to move off of him. And, I, and listen, I think a lot of his performance this season goes to that injury. And I, I, mean, I know everybody's going, yeah, oh, you're making excuses. No, it's a reason. Like yeah. you, your, your left arm is basically hanging there. You're trying to strap it on and, you know, and keep it held up and all those things. It doesn't matter. And then you take away the two running backs through injury and COVID and all the different things. And then you go out there and ask him, and by the way, the defense is doing nothing to help you. There are a lot of different reasons Baker Mayfield looks as bad as he does. And you can't just put it to one, you know, to one guy. I, I, I put it on the entire football team. And that includes Stefanski. Like yeah. when you think about their football team and what they've done and how they've established their offense, you can't, you can't change it 14 to seven against the New England Patriots and go all of a sudden it's going to be an air out game. Yeah. I mean, like it, there's a reason that he's, he's watching from the sideline now. There's one other thing I would just say, because as you were talking, you were saying you can win a championship. I just went back and looked. So for whatever this is worth, out of the last 18 Super Bowl champions, two of them were won by quarterbacks who were not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Joe Flacco won one, and Nick Foles won one. And the I other mean, and 16 you, have been won by quarterbacks who are going to be what, in the Hall seven of them are Seven of yeah. them are Brady, yeah. two, two or three are Manning. No, four yeah, Manning. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, okay. Eli but, I Manning. Mean, that's that's, that's some, some word trickery you're doing there. No, it isn't. I, I mean, mean what, Peyton Manning, in the second Super Bowl he won, was booty. 
Like, come on. And also Eli Manning. Like, okay, Eli Manning's going to the Hall of Fame because he won two Super Bowls. Without those Super Bowls, like, it's not like he had a Phillip Rivers type career. Like, these are. Eli it's Manning not, was better than Baker Mayfield is. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, agreed. That's, that's but I'm just saying Eli, say. Eli Manning wasn't a world beater. Eli Manning isn't a Hall of Famer without those Super Bowls. My point is, you make it sound like all these people are going to Hall of Fame. And like um, the uh, Russell Wilson Super Bowl. Russell was not dominant throughout that season. Look at those playoff numbers that Russell's putting up. So my point is you can win like that. Yeah. Now these guys have become Hall of Famers, but in those seasons all those Super Bowls were not won by Hall of Fame quarterbacks at the moment. Right, right. You, you don't have to have a Hall of Fame performance by your quarterback to get you there and win. I mean, you could even say even last year, the defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ultimately carried them to yeah. the Super Bowl and helped them win that and won that Super Bowl. So as you're looking at you don't have you can win it with Baker Mayfield but your defense yeah. has to play great yeah and they got names on their jersey that should be great and they're not right now all right guys i I could do this all day long but i have to let you up do whatever it is you do once you leave here every day (laughs) uh dominique and jeff saturday awesome thank you both guys i appreciate it greeny and straight talk wireless has rolled out 5g coverage nationwide and you can get a samsung galaxy a32 5g for only 299 dollars no contract all on america's best networks straight talk wireless 5g capable device required actual availability coverage and speed may vary Coming up next, my takes will include a player who was already better than everyone but me thought he was going to be. That is next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greenies takes. All right, here we go. So uh, Hembo was with us here today, as always. And many of you may not be aware that Hembo, in addition to being uh, on this program, is a content producer for our morning TV show, Get Up. And his job is he will put together a variety of questions that he asks all our analysts the night before the show so we can plan the show. And then what he does is he brings those questions here, and I give him the right answers. Those guys will just kind of parry around with whatever they say. But I'll tell you what the real answers to these questions are, so here we go. Embo, what's the first question you were asking Dominique and Marcus and Jeff and all those guys? Greeny, can we confidently say that Baker Mayfield has no long-term future with the Cleveland Browns? Absolutely, positively not. Mm. I would not say that at all. 
They've already picked up his option for his fifth year. I believe he will be their starting quarterback next season. If they could get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, of course they would, anybody would, but they can't and they won't. I believe Mayfield will be back. And I believe Baker Mayfield's biggest problem this year is that he's been hurt since week two. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. And it is why I will not knock Teddy Bridgewater or anybody else for not making a tackle. Quarterbacks are not football players. They're more important than football players. Baker Mayfield tried to show everyone how tough he is by trying to make a tackle, and he got obliterated. He's had a torn labrum in his in his left shoulder the entire season. He was never going to be the same again. One of the reasons he's playing this way is that he is hurt, and he isn't getting healthy again until he has surgery, and they know that. So that will be the demise of this season for them, and that's a terrible shame. But I am absolutely convinced he will be their starting quarterback next year and will get another chance. Mm. So when you ask me, can we confidently say Baker Mayfield has no long-term future in Cleveland? My answer to that is definitely not. What's the next question? Can the Carolina Panthers make the playoffs with Cam Newton as their starting quarterback? The answer to that is yes. If you look at the NFC, it is jammed at the top. They're a bunch of really good teams. But there's room. There's There's a little soft underbelly. I remind everyone, seven teams are going to make the playoffs this year. So let's just name them right now. The teams that you would bet your house, you would bet your life are going to make the playoffs this year. I'm just going through the divisions. Dallas. For sure. Tampa. Mm -hmm. Green Bay. Okay. That's it from those three divisions, right? Is there a team I'm missing from those before we get to the West? Is there a team in those three divisions you would bet your life on making the playoffs? Would you say New Orleans would count? No. Okay. Would you bet your life? Look, I love Trevor Simeon. I'm rooting for him like crazy. Would you bet your life that he's going to lead them to the playoffs? I would not. Me neither. So now you go out to the West. Arizona. Boy, the Rams Mm -hmm. looked. The Rams, the sneaky little truth about the Rams is they haven't beaten anybody good since they played Tampa early. But I believe they will make the playoffs. So that's five. My point is there's room for two more teams. So are you telling me Carolina at 5-5 five and five can't be one of those teams, can't get hot with Cam and catch a little light in a bottle with Christian McCaffrey and all the rest they have? They lose close games. Mm-hmm. I think they could. You have the number three defense in the NFL right now. I wouldn't give up on San Francisco. I would not give up on certainly on New Orleans. Minnesota. Maybe the Eagles. Maybe the Vikings, they lose terrible games. (laughs) I think the Panthers, when push comes to shove, I would bet the Panthers are going to make it. Mm. What's the next one? If the Cowboys and the Packers played the NFC title game today, Greeny, who would you pick to win it? I'm going to make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. And Bubba, I can't decide if you're going to like this or not like it. (laughs) I believe the Cowboys are the best team in football. I really do. I think if you look at them from top to bottom... Here's what I like about the Cowboys. I grew up in this business covering the Michael Jordan champion Chicago Bulls. And what made that team so great, what I learned by covering that team, those teams, is that the really great teams can beat you no matter how you make them play. So you can take a lot of teams out of what they want to do. You can't take the Cowboys out of what they want to do because they'll beat you however you want to beat them. You want to play a physical game? If their offensive linemen are healthy, they will bludgeon you. Mm. Zeke is playing good. They got a two-headed running attack. They will run it behind that line. You want to get into a, 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 a you know an air war? You want to get into a what's the word I'm looking for? Shoot here? Out. A shootout? <laughs> you think Dak Prescott's worried about that? How many teams have a better receiving core? How many teams have a second receiver as good as Amari Cooper? Mm. Amari Cooper is their WR two. CD Lamb is a beast. 
Michael Gallup is back healthy. Tight end is pretty good. And the defense is getting better and better and better. And they're doing it without two of their most important guys who are not out for the year. Gregory and uh, and Lawrence. So I think right now the Cowboys are the best team. I would bet if I had to pick a team right now, I would pick them to go to beat anybody but Tampa. I just can't bet against Tom Brady. Uh, so if, if if Brady gets knocked out somewhere along the line, I think the Cowboys absolutely have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Let's do one more. Greeny is Mac Jones already better than you thought he would be? Okay. The answer to this question is obviously no. And if you listen to this show, you know why. Bubba, let's lose the music here. and Let me make this point. I told you in January on this show and in February and in March leading up to the draft, Mac Jones is going to be the steal of the draft if he falls past three. And the very simple reason is the most important thing for a quarterback to be is smart. It's not that... You have to have enough arm talent, but you don't have to have legendary arm talent. You know how many great quarterbacks, how many quarterbacks have had far more arm talent than the best ones you've ever seen? You line them up. Jeff George, Vinny Testaverde, how many MVPs do those guys win? Throw a ball through a car wash and not get it wet, right? That's the expression. Mm -hmm. That's not what it takes to be a great quarterback. Mac Jones can't beat you in a foot race. How many quarterbacks need to beat you in a foot race? Tom Brady is still running the 40 from his combine. That was in 2000 or whatever year it was. He's smart. I said it at the time. Mac Jones graduated with a 4.0 GPA in two and a half years. He has a master's degree, and he's got a football IQ. He, that ball is coming out of his hands before anybody even knows what's happening. Mac Jones is not better than I thought he was going to be. Mac Jones is a great player in the right place and is going to be a superstar. Now, Tyron Matthew apparently just tweeted. Uh, this was not planned, but this is being typed on my screen as we speak. He's tweeted, Mac Jones wasn't trendy enough for y'all at first, huh? Now y'all love him. Man, y'all funny. Day in and day out, y'all should be on Comedy Central. You don't throw sidearm or run fast so people knocked him. Dude can play quarterback, period. That's Tyron Matthew. Now, I have no idea why he's tweeting that right now. Who is he tweeting that at? He was actually going back and forth with Orlovsky, who was tweeting some stuff about Mac Jones this morning. Too, oh, well, In I favor mean, of Mac Jones. Dan Orlovsky has been in favor of Mac Jones from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't recall Dan. Dan was not one of those San Francisco shouldn't take him. No. If the 49ers had Mac Jones right now, they'd be better off. They would be. Now, Trey Lance might, five years from now, wind up being a great player. We'll see. But Mac Jones stepped foot on the field ready to go, and he'd be fine there. One way or another, the answer to your direct question is, no, he's not better than I thought he'd be. And if you listen to this show, then you knew it then. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. All right, next order of business. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? All right, so we got a war of words now between two defensive-minded football coaches, one of whom used to coach the New York Jets and the other of whom does coach the New York Jets. So maybe you've seen this by now, but Rex Ryan and Robert Sala have a little bit of a war of words. Now, Rex and I are together every Monday. For those of you who don't get to see it or listen to it, he does get up with me every single Monday. And he was highly critical of Robert Sala on TV with us yesterday and then again here on this show. 
the comments that I believe upset Sala, or at least that Michael Kay played for him, came from um, uh, DiPietro and Rothenberg, the, the early morning show on ESPN Radio New York, in which Rex Ryan was asked about Sala, the coach of the Jets, and said this. This guy's supposed to be a defensive guru. I heard everything, and, and I take it personal on this one. Everything I heard about was, well, this guy's a lot like a lot like myself, but without the, the bad part. Yeah, well, some of the bad part you need, because this team doesn't play with any any damn heart. They, I mean, that, that's the thing that's disappointing to me. And don't ever compare this guy to me, this Robert Sala to me, because statistically, one time they were like a top defense. All right. Four out, here's one thing they're going to be familiar with. Four out of five years, the 49ers were dead last in their division. So he's going to be dead last again. So he's used to that. So to me, I'm a little about it when when I hear that this guy, you know, his background's a lot lot like yours. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. So let's be very clear on why Rex is saying that. I I am not Rex Ryan's PR representative. I happen to like him very much, but he's a big boy, and Lord knows he's been in a million different uh, of these, and and he will be in a million more, because Rex is just going to tell you what's on his mind. But I can tell you why this bothers him, because Rex Ryan believes he should still be a head coach in the NFL. And Rex Ryan does not like the fact that his boisterous personality is used against him. So when Robert Sala got hired, Rex heard people saying, oh, this guy's just like Rex. He's a great defensive coach, but he comes without all of the other stuff. The obvious, what, he's, what, what is obviously being implied there is that other stuff is bad. And that's what Rex means. I think you can hear it in that. You can spin those comments any way you want. But, Hembo, do you agree with me? You work with Rex every single week as I do. Do you agree that's what he's saying? What he's saying is Robert Sala does not have the track record I had as a defensive coordinator when I became a head coach, and I don't like it when people compare him to me and say he's me without the nonsense because the nonsense worked for me. Do you think that's what he's saying? 100%. I know for sure. Robert Sala has had one defense in his entire coaching career that ranked in the top half of the NFL. So when Rex hears Robert Sala compared to himself, who consistently had a top you know, five defense, I can see why that would get under his skin, in now, addition to the personal stuff. Right. For the record, it was not Sala who brought any of this up. So the only part of this that I feel a little bad about, again, this is not, it's not a personal thing, but the part of it where I can see is that this sounds like he's attacking Sala, which I really don't think he's doing. He's attacking the people who made the comparison. Mm-hmm. And the collateral damage of that, if you will, is Sala, whose record then is, is sort of being called out. So Sala does his regular weekly visit with Michael Kay on ESPN Radio New York yesterday afternoon, and this is what happened. Rex Ryan just excoriated you today. He said, why should people compare him to me? He's not me. He's had bad defenses. He's not showing emotion on the field. Uh, he really tore into you like I've never heard a former coach tear into a present coach your thoughts on what rex said guys i honestly you know what i've never met rex i've never had a conversation with rex i i I don't even know him except for people who know him throughout the league so obviously if it's that personal for him he knows where to find me so were you surprised that he said it i'm not surprised by him he's he's always got something to say okay so that's obviously extremely uncomfortable um and i don't know if he heard specifically what rex said or not you know, Michael positioned it the way he positioned it, and, and, and there you go. And so Sala responds, I have zero, whatever. Not that my opinion makes any difference. This is, if indeed it can be characterized as a dispute between two people, I'm not one of them. 
Um, I have zero issue with, obviously, with Salah defending himself. I have zero issue with his brother, you know, coming to his defense or whatever it is. Uh, his brother David tweeted something nasty at Rex, you know, to went after him about podiatry, which we all know what that is, and eating cheeseburgers. Fine. I have zero issue with someone defending their brother. So, to me... I don't think a whole lot about this. Like, I don't think it's a very big deal. To me, it's forgotten in a day, unless someone here thinks it's a bigger deal. Do you think it's a bigger deal than that? Is, is, this, is this an indication of anything larger? Pro- probably not. Ultimately, just Robert Sala just needs to win. That's, yeah. that's ultimately what will solve all of this. Yeah, this has nothing. At the end of the day, none of that makes any difference. Nuno, who has been around sort of the New York market and the media there a lot longer than most people have, do you think this is... Is there a whole lot more to this? No, the only question I would have, Greeny, is for you is if Salah and Rex Ryan were in the room together, mm. how soon would you like what's your plan of escape? Like, <laughs> are you seeing where the bigger guys that you can hide behind just in case things pop off? Like, what are you doing? You know, here's the thing. I'll just tell you my opinion. Rex Ryan is a sweetheart of a man. I mean, he genuinely is. He is a big, blustery, boisterous teddy bear of a man. And I genuinely believe, again, I'm not his spokesperson, I don't believe he meant any of that as a, an excoriation of Robert Sala. I really don't. I think he was. his job is to tell you what he thinks, and his, um, his opinion is that Sala is not emotional enough and all that kind of stuff. I say that. I think that mm-hmm. strongly. That is an opinion that he's certainly more than entitled to. I think the part that bothers him the most is that he thinks he should still be the coach of the Jets, mm-hmm. and and they said what they said about him. So I think that Rex, again, I don't know this, so I shouldn't even speculate about this. I think Rex would be like, you know, just so you know, that I didn't mean that about you as much as it probably sounded, and, and who knows what would go from there. It, it doesn't really make a, a whole lot of difference. You're right, and my general uh, disposition towards being uncomfortable when any kind of scrap is going on would lead me to run from the room quickly. I mean, that, right now, you're a little uncomfortable, and neither are in the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm only uncomfortable because I don't. it's not right for me to interject myself in the middle of this just because Rex you know, said a lot of this on my show. The comments that you just heard were not from my show, but a lot of stuff mm-hmm. has come from my show. And so I do feel kind of in the middle of it, and I am associated with the Jets to some degree by people even though i have nothing to do with them directly beyond being a fan so anyway that was that sort of tete-a-tete between those two and i I think it's much ado about nothing um i don't think rex is even think i'm rex is not on any social media he may not even be aware this is going on there's a real chance rex doesn't even know this is happening um and i think sala obviously has far bigger problems to worry about right now this is greeny where all the guests join me on the goodyear hotline making the plays that move you forward goodyear more driven all right we have a million things to get to today including this one of the greatest players ever was trending for all the wrong reasons last night. Greeny, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. 
Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? All right, so one of the greatest players ever was trending for all the wrong reasons last night, and that player is Derek Cheater. So Carlos Correa is on a podcast. Well, it says here it's the Me Gustan Los Deportes podcast. Is, is this interview in English or in Spanish, Nuno? It's in Spanish, so I was excited for you to play the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we, I thought I told you before the show he did it. I was not podcast. aware. <laughs> I text Hembo. I said, does Greeny know the sounds in Spanish? And he said, yes. I don't think I grasped that. I should, I should, you, should, you asked a bad question, you know. I told him it was in Spanish. That does not mean he knew it was in Spanish. Well, well, this is going well. <laughs> so let's let's. Well, many people may not know this. I, I will, what I'm going to do. I'm going to play. It's a 13 second sound. Do it of Carlos Correa on a podcast which is called Me Gustan Los Deportes podcast. And, and many of you may not know this, but Bubba, long before his now legendary career in in radio production, was actually a translator at the UN. You know those people who work at the UN. And because he is uh, fluent in Spanish and, and, and actually lived for many years uh, all through South America, was on the tourist advisory board of many South American countries. Um, and so he was a translator for the UN uh, at, at the UN, translating English and Spanish. So what we'll do is we'll play what Carlos Correa said, and then we will have Bubba translated. Here we go. Yo creo que Derek ganó uno o dos, ¿verdad? Cinco, cinco, ah, cinco. cinco creo que ganó. Ya creo ni me acuerdo, ya ni me acuerdo cinco, porque no, para no, mí, no, para no, mí no. le regalaron los cinco. Derekito no se merecía ninguno. Okay, so uh, let, let me, let's not even go down the line. I understood what they said. Yeah, me too. That was easy. I got it. Okay, what he said at the end was Derek Jeter won five Gold Gloves. He didn't deserve any of them, right? Carlos Correa, free agent shortstop. Being courted, we assume, by a New York Yankees team that historically has more money to spend than any in any American sport, just decided to go on a podcast and say, Derek Jeter, the most beloved Yankee of the modern era, did not deserve any of the five gold gloves that he won at shortstop. I ask, is that good negotiating? Like, I wonder, you know, it's... it. Let's well. Let's not set aside whether it's accurate or not. Let's actually start with whether it's accurate. Hembo, is that an accurate statement? Yes. Truer words have never ever been spoken, Greeny. It is. It is common knowledge amongst anyone who does what I do that Derek Jeter was not only not a good shortstop. Derek Jeter was a bad shortstop, and his five Gold Gloves are probably the most fraudulent awards ever given. Like we're talking about someone who actively hurt his team playing defense. And there is an endless amount of data to back that up. So yes, the answer is yes. It is absolutely a true statement. I cannot believe you just said that in English. I'm thinking that maybe Carlos was thinking no one will hear this or at least they won't understand it. (laughs) You you, you just said that in English. You do realize that you are talking about, you are besmirching 
one of the most beloved figures in the sport. He's, I believe he is still the most popular player in Major League Baseball, and he retired like seven years That's ago. That's right. I am not besmirching him. You asked me a question. I am answering it. No, ob- that was a besmirching. Objectively. I've been around a long time. Let me tell you something. Rex Ryan wasn't any tougher on Robert Sala than you just were on Derek Cheater. I'm just speaking the truth. We have ways to evaluate this. We know for sure that Derek Jeter's defense cost the Yankees about 250 runs. He was that bad. That makes him, by that standard of measure, the worst defensive player in Major League history. It didn't prevent him from doing any winning, obviously, and he created like 2,000 runs as a hitter. But it is exceedingly clear that Derek Jeter not only did not deserve five gold gloves, he did not deserve any gold gloves, and he is among the worst defensive players to ever live. What are we doing? Seriously, what are we doing? No, no, go. Like... You know, in the first segment, you have Dominique, you know, taking shots at Eli Manning. And now you have Hembo. Oh, this is why people get this is why people shake nerds like you're using these numbers it's like use the eye test he's a winner did any of those 250 something runs cost him a world series like he is a winner you stop this stuff that like just i'm angry like i'm truly angry that like that we want to use just data to try to say that this guy wasn't a great player. It's like a golden glove. It's about his fielding. It's not his golden glove. This winning. golden glove. That. It's like, a, how was he as a fielder? He wasn't a good fielder. It's a, it's a way for people who don't like Derek Jeter to try to take shots at him. That's what people do because he's a winner, and you guys stink. Your team. He was stink, a winner. He wasn't and, a good fielder. Here's the thing. <laughs> Let me say by the first my new favorite Whoa. sentence ever spoken. On any medium that I have been privileged to host is when Nuno just said, this is why people shake nerds. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's if you meant it to say if you meant to say this is why people hate nerds. But what you actually said was this is why people shake nerds. And I love it. I'm here for it. And I'm going to shake Hembo for you. That said, Hembo mm-hmm. is is. Who's right here, which is to say, I have no doubt you have data, mm-hmm. but Derek Jeter also made some spectacular plays. Mm-hmm. Like, th- how does your defensive data account for the flip play he makes against Oakland that literally won them a championship? Was the difference between winning a championship and not when, and, and getting eliminated in the first round of the playoffs? How does that factor in? My data cannot account for that. See, your data, and that's why people shake nerds, (laughs) because your data only tells its own story. I will be back in a moment. ESPN Radio. This is why people shake nerds. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast.